Hey everybody, welcome to On The Shelf, a program that is dedicated to helping you get your products into a major big box retailer. Tim here with you, happy to have you with us for another episode of On The Shelf. Before we get into what we're going to talk about, I need some help. I need some help from you guys. I can't simply call you, hey guys, forever. Every time I start the podcast, it's hey everybody, hey everyone, hey guys, and uh, it sounds very impersonal. So I've been on the hunt for what to call my listeners, and I have to tell you, I've come up pretty blank. Now, a couple of podcasts uh, recently, I've used the term retail suppliers, and although that sounds okay, and that's what you are, it just doesn't sound very sexy, right? It doesn't uh, have any punch to it. And I don't know if you want to be called retail suppliers. That's what retailers call you. Uh, I thought about on-the-shelfers. Hmm. That sounds a little bit like prison to me, and I'm not sure that that's going to work either. Retail rock stars, I don't know. sounds like we're part of a cheerleading group. I'm not sure. So weigh in. What do you think the listeners of the show should be called. Come on, guys. I need some help. I need some inspiration. So uh, uh, let us know what you think and uh, shoot us a quick uh, email or send us something on Twitter and let us know what you'd like to be called. All right. I know that's super important, right? That's the uh, key to you getting to you to where you need to be and on the shelf of a major retailer. But hey, sometimes it's the little things that matter. Today, we are wrapping up our series on common mistakes companies make when selling their products to Costco. And of course, I always have to have a disclaimer, not trying to be negative here, not trying to talk about the bad things that happen. We're really trying to take these mistakes and turn them into magic for you in a way that you can use somebody else's mistake and actually avoid it for yourself, making absolute magic. Uh, People have written millions of books about what they did wrong so that you didn't have to follow in their footsteps and could do it right. So uh, we're, like I said, not trying to be negative, but the mistake that we're going to talk about today is actually thinking that Costco is going to drop their current product for your product. Do you understand what I'm saying? A lot of times people come to us and they have a product. This product already exists, exists at Costco. I'll give you an example like olive oil. Somebody from Turkey calls and says, hey, we have the best olive oil on the planet and we want to sell it to Costco. Well, guess what? Costco already has olive oil. And so you're going to need to get them to get rid of that olive oil to go ahead and sell yours. How are you going to do that? Well, this is the key. And this is what everybody says. I have a better product. I have better price and I have a better cost. So it shouldn't be a problem. I have a better product, better cost, better um, pricing, and they're going to love me. Well, here's the key, folks. You have to have more than a better product and better pricing to unseed the current vendor of your same product. I'm going to say that again. You need to have more than just better pricing and better product. Now, this can work really good for you too because remember at some point when you get into Costco and you are the incumbent vendor you are going to be protected by the fact that somebody trying to get you kicked out of Costco is going to need more than just a better product and a better price so I know you're saying to yourself geez Tim what could be better than a better product and better price what else is there well there's a couple of things that are super important to Costco and they at times supersede your better product and your better price One of those is shipping and logistics. Now, I know that we've talked about this many different times, and you're probably going to talk about it many times to come. It's important because 
Your ability to supply Costco to all their different depots on time, every single time, without exception, matters. It matters to them. They cannot operate a cross-dock situation when their vendors aren't on time or when their vendors are slow or they're not producing right. Now, for those of you that don't know what a cross-dock is, uh, because Costco operates on a constant cross-dock situation, is when you have a container full of product. Let's say you have a container full of widgets A, and they're coming from the port, and they're going directly to one of Costco's depots. They pull up to the depot, the doors open, that product comes directly out of that truck, it crosses over the dock, and directly into Costco trucks bound for Costco warehouses. It does not sit. It does not stop. It crosses the dock, goes into new trucks, and goes to a Costco. Now, when it gets to Costco, it's unloaded from the truck onto their dock, and the very next morning, it goes out onto the floor. It never stops. It doesn't get racked. It doesn't get stored. It's not in the storeroom. It goes from your truck across the dock to their truck, from their truck to the Costco depot, and the very next morning, it's on the, on the floor for sale. So you can understand if they're waiting for your product, they have space for it, they're ready for it, and it doesn't come. That can be a problem. That's one of the things that you have to show that you can do better than the person who currently sells Costco on your product. Also, timing can play a little bit into there. If for some reason your incumbent vendor is having issues here, you showing up at Costco with your item can sometimes be in really good. Hey, big boxers. Just a quick announcement from TLB Consulting. Are you looking to scale your business this year? Are you looking to get your products on the shelf of a retailer this year? Well, guess what? Booking a coaching call with me has never been easier. I know based on the past 10 years of working with clients that it can be difficult to be a solopreneur. It can be difficult to scale your business into territory that you've never been to. That's why I have opened up more slots this year than I've ever done before. One of my goals this year is to work with more clients, more solopreneurs, more big boxers looking to get their products into retail than ever before. I wanna work directly with you and share my experiences over the last 25 years of getting products into retail. I wanna share those experiences with you. I wanna talk to you from a place of somebody who's been there and I wanna help you get to where I've gone. Like I said, it's never been easier. All you have to do is go to tlbconsulting.com, click on consulting and then choose the time or the bundle that you want and get it scheduled. Let's kick off 2020 with a bang. Let's get you the information that you need. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Good timing. All right. The second thing is defect rate. Now, Costco has a reputation. They have a relationship with their members that allows them to sell items with no fear that they're not going to be good because one, they can return them at any time. And two, Costco sells best of class products. A lot of Costco members feel comfortable trying something that they've never used, never tasted, never had before, simply because they trust Costco. 
They trust them to carry quality products at the best possible price. And they will defend this like angry pirates on a treasure ship. I'm kidding you not. So when they have a vendor that has or starts to have defect problems, that is the first step to getting booted out. And your product needs to be above reproach with regard to defect. If you've never sold it in mass, if you've never sold hundreds of thousands, excuse me, if you've never sold thousands of these, you need to make sure that you've at least sold 1,000 units before taking your product to Costco so that you can sniff out any issues that it might have when it gets out on a mass scale. You do not want to get kicked out of Costco on a defective product issue. The chances of you getting back in are almost nil. All right, next and last, depth of product line. Now, this is not a have to, okay? It's not a have to. You don't have to have a depth of product line when selling your product to Costco, but it helps, okay? If you have other products that Costco might be interested in, they love to source products from the same vendor. It saves them from getting more signature, bringing on other vendors, having to train other vendors. If you don't know what the process is, let me give you a little bit of a synopsis. You take your product to the buyer. The buyer is interested. You have a meeting, the buyer's more interested, and they decide, yes, I'd like to bring this product on. You throw up your hands. Oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing. You, you, you let your manufacturer know, your factory in China, hey, ramp it up, buy some material because unbelievable things are gonna happen. Back the trolley up here, people, because you need to know that your buyer still has to get sign-off on this product before you bring it in. Just because they say that they want it doesn't mean it's coming in. So they're going to have you fill out your vendor packet. They're going to have to, they're going to have you give them their quote. They're going to have you fill out everything that you need to fill out. They're going to put this together in a nice pile and they're going to take it to their GM or their VP of merchandising. And they're going to pitch your product to their boss and get it signed off. Now, most times there won't be an issue, but I have been on the receiving end of a buyer saying they're bringing something in and they take it to their boss and it doesn't get signed off and then it's dead. The VP of merchandising says, no, I don't care what the buyer told you. It's not going in. So just because the buyer says, yes, here's what you have to get by. You have to fill out your paperwork and it has to be approved. You have to get sign off from the buyer's boss and then you have to get sign off from the buyer and that has to come back to you and you have to be issued a vendor number. If you haven't been issued a vendor number, you're not actually in, okay? Understanding that they have to jump through all these hoops for new vendors and put their jobs on the line, wouldn't it be great if they were looking for product B and vendor A also made that? No new sign off, right? Vendor number's already there. They don't have to pitch it to their boss. They actually don't have to do anything except bring the product in. They don't have to get any new sign-offs. How awesome is that? So once you're in Costco and you have a vendor number, to get a second product in is so much easier than it was the first time. Does that make sense? So just because you have a better product and a better price doesn't mean you're going to waltz right in there and say, hey, check us out. And they're going to say, you know what? That one uh, product we've been selling for uh, five years, they're gone. We're putting your product in there. Uh-uh. And you don't want it to be that easy because when you become a Costco vendor, you don't want somebody else to be able to do that to you. So timing is important. 
Shipping and logistics, huge. Defect rate, unbelievably huge. And depth of product line is a huge bonus. Now, I'm also going to give you a bonus fourth item, and that's value. Now, I don't have to explain this to you because we've talked about it a million times with Costco, but value is what keeps their engine running. You have to make sure you're able to offer the member value on your product. Value in pricing, value with more in the box, value, value, value. All right, guys, listen, thinking that you can unseat the current vendor with your product just because of better price, just because of better cost, just because it's a better product, you're going to have to think twice. A lot of work has to go into this. Hope that makes sense. I hope you're going to be able to take the mistake that other people have made and turn it into magic. All right. This concludes our five-part series on common mistakes that suppliers make trying to get their products into Costco. I hope it's been helpful. If you like the podcast, people, let us know. Reach out to us, especially reach out to us about uh, what we're going to call you guys. Um, you can reach out to us on Twitter at TLB Consult. You can reach out to us on Facebook at TLB Consulting. And as always, you can reach us on our website, tlbconsulting.com. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you on our next episode. And until then, we look forward to seeing your products on the shelf.